A very blessed morning to every single one of you. This morning is your 25th anniversary. The Lord has a message that is uh, very relevant uh, for you and it is our pleasure and our joy to be able to share this with you. And first of all, we want to congratulate the Living Word Fellowship on your 25th anniversary. So anniversaries are very, very meaningful and are very pivotal uh, for life in our church. And so we just rejoice in the Lord together with you. We just sense Holy Spirit is uh, leading us the theme of the kingdom discipleship in the end times. So we are living in very, very pivotal times every day more and more. We are receiving alarming news of areas of chaos and unrest, both in the social and in the economic and political uh, area. The uh, natural disasters, we have uh, tsunamis, we have floods, we have fires, exceptionally a cold winter. At the same time as one part of the world is uh, having freezing snow down south in Australia, so we have bushfires. This COVID situation continues to be in our midst. Dearly beloved, we are very, very much aware that we are living in the end times. The word of the Lord says, prepare ourselves for the times in which we are living in. And as I continue to be seeking the Lord and uh, preparing my heart, it is like Holy Spirit continues to draw our attention uh, to the purpose in which the Lord has created us. And uh, so this morning, there are various portions of uh, scripture that I'm sharing with uh, you all and uh, that which I and praying that would uh, just take a hold of your spirit and your souls and grip your entire being. Even as together, all of us together, we allow ourselves to be discipled by Holy Spirit in these end times. So here, the first portion that I have to share with you is from Colossians and chapter 1 and verse 16. For in him, in Christ, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been cre created through him and for him. Some of you might remember this uh, best uh, seller, the book, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Uh, we all in Church of Praise, we remember you know, focusing one whole year yeah, in our sermons, our Sunday sermons, as well as our uh, small group uh, studies. And uh, one whole year, and uh, it was one of those important facets of which led us on into a wonderful uh, presence of the Lord, a great outpouring of Holy Spirit upon our church in the year 2000. And it lasted close to five years when uh, we all just get together and just experience the glory of the presence of the Lord. And as I have been seeking the Lord for this message to be shared with you, Holy Spirit once again highlighted the, the premise of, uh, this, of this book by Rick Warren. And uh, the very first sentence of this book is, it's not about you. I continue to ponder about this. I find that beginning the 
discipleship process, once we realize and are willing to allow ourselves to be humbled and uh, to be surrendered to the Lord, that the world does not revolve around me. The world does not revolve around human beings. Although we human beings live in the world, really our lives, every single one of our lives is to be lived for God. All of these 40 years of uh, walking in the pathway of faith and uh, in the Lord, I have found more and more that the more I humble myself before the Lord, the more I surrender my life to the Lord, the greater His presence becomes in my life. And uh, the deeper the discerning, the more intense of uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit and the spiritual anointing that is within me. And so I commend this message to every single one of you today. Before we go further, I thought that this sentence uh, by an atheist who confessed that unless you assume a God, the question of life's purpose is meaningless. So after all of these years, and more and more as uh, I have been communicating with uh, people from young, old, not so young, not so old, I find that more and more, and especially in this uh, land, in Singapore, and even within uh, the COVID-19 situation, the majority of modern Christians seem to be uh, living their lives such that their everyday life become very, very important and taking more and more uh, of their resources as well as of their time so that the time given to the, the Lord, the things of the Lord and the resources, now it has changed tremendously. And so within my heart, I have been crying out to the Lord that the Lord being merciful would uh, be able to just renew once again our love unto Him. These times that we are living in, we now find that Holy Spirit continues to just speak very, very clearly and are just sharing with us details of which we would regard as a new focus. So one of the new focus is that of uh, living our lives after salvation to now go forward uh, to be a soldier in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. This portion of our scripture in Matthew 25 verses 1 to 13, we have this parable of the 10 virgins. This parable begins and ends by Jesus saying that the time is fulfilled. The parable of the 10 virgins, 10 friends of the bridegroom, they were invited to the wedding celebration. In those days, in order to be able to enter into the celebration, they have to bring a lamp, a light together with them. This parable, the Lord Jesus tells us that there are 10 of them, but five had extra oil because the bridegroom had been a long time in coming. And by the time the bridegroom came, the light, the lamp, the oil in the lamp had already been used up. There were five of them who had brought extra oil the other five did not have extra oil. The five without extra oil were not able to enter into the celebration. Now, as we look at this parable, the detail of which we want to focus upon is that these 10 virgins, there's nothing that differentiates 
the five foolish ones versus the five wise ones. There was nothing in the parable that said that five of them were extra committed. The other five, five were not as committed. There was no detail regarding that. And so we look at this as we ask Holy Spirit, so what is the difference? It would look like the Lord Jesus is telling us, especially the detail that the kingdom of heaven in our days is going to be like the 10 virgins that is uh, featured in this parable. And uh, since they were all virgins, it would look like the application is that all 10 of them could be equally committed. So when we look at ourselves and how it can apply to us, we would need to see that all 10 of them actually would be Christians. They are not referring, for instance, yeah, to five Christians and five non-Christians. Previously, you know, there were times when that was the interpretation. But now, in these times, Holy Spirit is showing us that the five of them were equally committed. They could be fellow workers, fellow ministers in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we now come to this one difference. And the one difference is that these wise ones, they were flowing, allowing Holy Spirit to be flowing through them because the oil will represent the Holy Spirit. And so for us, our lives nowadays, yeah, we can be serving the Lord. We can actually be very, very busy serving the Lord and very, very dedicated. We can even be serving full-time, but it could be, you see, that in the serving, there has not been the extra detail, and that is to have the presence of Holy Spirit continue to flow within us so that from within us, there can be the outflow of the presence of the Lord as well as when we come into contact with other people, our lives would be able to bring light, to shed light and not to contribute to the darkness that is in the lives of other people as well as in the lives of those people who are in the world. Now, uh, we have already received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The majority of us who are Christians, we would uh, be of the thinking that since we have already received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, that is all there is. And so therefore, the power of the uh, Lord uh, would already be flowing within us. And we find that actually looking deeper, and what the Lord is uh, saying, there's still details of which we would want to get into the Lord. So over here, we want, you see, to acquaint ourselves with regard to what the kingdom of God is. The Lord Jesus was in replying to the Pharisees. Well, Jesus, you talk so much about the kingdom of God. So when is it going to be coming? And uh, the Lord Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, it is here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. This is what we are talking about, that when our lives continue to receive the, the inflow to be uh, flowing out of us, that is the presence of Holy Spirit, uh, our hearts surrendering to the Lord. There within our hearts, it becomes a throne of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then within us is the kingdom of God. So a very simple definition of the kingdom of God that is within 
us would be that wherever the Godhead dwells, there is the kingdom. And the kingdom is in heaven, no doubt. But here on earth, where there's a heart that serves as a throne for God to reign as king, then the kingdom is in that person. And so as we allow ourselves to be discipled, the foundation of whatever discipling details in which we want to position in our lives, the foundations would be that the kingdom of God is within us. Discipling ourselves in that area, be able to equip us to be soldiers, very effective ones of the kingdom of the Lord as we prepare for the Lord Jesus Christ's return in these last days. As we are living in the last days, we look back at God's plan for His people. For us who are Pentecostals, we are very familiar with this portion of our scripture in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 to 29. We look at this and uh, we say, uh, yes, we are living uh, in the last days and uh, we all have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. As soldiers in the kingdom of the Lord, Jesus Christ, we would now need to get deeper. In these days now, we need to be preparing. So many Bible scholars are saying that there is a likelihood that we might have to go through the tribulation or at least part of the tribulation. Now, that being the case, we would then need to disciple ourselves. But whether the rapture, that means the return of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be before the revealing of uh, Antichrist or uh, uh, whether uh, the rapture is going to take place after Antichrist is revealed. In that case, we will have to experience the tribulation, the preparing of ourselves in the power and uh, in the anointing authority of the Spirit of the Living God is very, very crucial. And so when we look at this, and uh, we need to be equipping ourselves and equipping even our younger ones to be able to flow because the Lord will be communicating and directing His people in the last days through prophecy, through dreams and visions. And so here is a very pivotal portion of our scripture for us to look forward to. And so the Lord is going to be pouring out even more of His Spirit on all people. So that we want as people of the Lord to continue to receive an even more intense inflow of the Spirit of the Lord within our lives. And uh, those who have uh, yet to be hearing from the Lord in our churches now, we need to have the prophetic gifts to be in operation. Every single one of us, even including very, very young children, we uh, need to teach them to be prepared uh, to ask the Lord that the Lord would uh, con convey His message to us through dreams and through visions in these last days, so that the power, the spiritual authority would be within our reach. As we allow ourselves to be taken further unto the Lord, this portion of our scripture has been brought to our focus lately. It is actually a very intense focus, and this is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 6 and verses 1 to 3. A very important note to be taken here 
verse 1 says, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. Now, when Christians first came to the Lord in salvation, we have what we call the foundations of faith. We teach people to position all of these elements and to continue on. And in this portion of our scripture, it uh, says to us that we have to go beyond the elementary teachings, beyond the foundational teachings. Like for instance, we need to pray regularly. We need to read our Bibles regularly. We need to return our ties to the Lord, to uh, follow the Lord in water baptism. We need to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We need uh, to be mindful that the Lord Jesus is coming again. We need to know how to prepare ourselves for the receiving of the Holy Communion. Yeah, and all of these aspects. Now, the book of Hebrews says, these are elementary teachings which must be positioned and which must form the foundation of our lives. If we were to say that the foundation of our lives is that which is the kingdom culture of the Lord, then this elementary teaching become the bricks that build up our lives and the life of our church. So we continue on over here. It says, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death. In the foundations level, we teach about sin, about our repentance from sin, about getting before the Lord for forgiveness and cleansing. And the author of Hebrews over here is saying, we have to move beyond committing the same sin over and over and over again. I'm sure that every single one of us, there are various aspects of our lives that we would need progressively yeah, to surrender to the Lord the further along the way in our journey of faith, we walk before the Lord, then all these same sins, same acts that lead to death should fall away from us, in other words. And the faith in God, for instance, many of us would continue to doubt whether the Lord answered our prayers, whether our faith is big enough to believe the Lord. Many, many times we find ourselves are saying, I don't think that I have enough faith to believe the Lord for this, that, and the other. This is what the author of Hebrews says is the fundamentals because when we have the Godhead living within us, we have Jesus Christ occupying the throne of our hearts. Every time we surrender ourselves, our will unto the Lord, there Jesus is dwelling in our hearts. We have Holy Spirit dwelling in us, resting upon us. So we have the members of the Godhead in us. And so therefore, we look beyond our own human faith. And then we tell ourselves that it is not our faith. It is the faith of the Lord who lives in us. And so therefore, the faith that I have is not my faith. It is the faith of the Lord. And then settle it and settle it so that, you see, we do not find ourselves repeating over and over again, whether we have enough faith or whether our faith is sufficient. And then the laying on of hands, we do lay hands, for instance, you know, as we pray for people, as we pray blessings upon them, as we pray healing upon them, that is proper. And we would continue to do it. 
Then what this author in Hebrews is talking about is that after we have received the laying on of the hands, the anointing is upon us. So now we rise up. And with the Lord's faith dwelling in us, we go ahead and obey the Lord, whatever instructions Holy Spirit is talking to us about and leading us to do. And we do not vacillate, we do not go back and forth, in other words. Then the resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment, and God permitting, we will do. We will move beyond all of these elementary teachings. As we look at what will it take to be soldiers in the kingdom of the Lord, you know, talking about faith, talking about healings, service, repentance, and all of that. Once you see they are positioned as uh, the cornerstone, the foundation, the bricks in our lives, that means they are then part and parcel of our lifestyle. So since all of this various facets are already part of our lifestyle, then we will be able to get on to the next step, and that is to be soldiers. So you will find, for instance, most Christians, after coming to salvation, even after going through foundations of faith, even after going through many years, after many conferences, and preachings, and figuratively speaking, they are still at the gateway, the door, where they first entered in salvation. You will remember Jesus saying, I am the door. I am the gateway, the entrance. Now that you have entered, you now position, spend the rest of your life to strengthen that foundation so that you would be equipped, be prepared to be soldiers in the kingdom of God. How do we get ourselves prepared then? After the foundations, the taking upon ourselves, the armor of God. I'm sure that by now, you all will be familiar with what the armor of God is, according to Ephesians chapter 6. The six pieces of armor, I'm sure, in the discipling, you should have or would be looking at a little bit more in detail. Uh, today, I want for us to focus upon this detail at verse 10, Ephesians chapter 6. And the Lord Jesus says, now that you have your foundations, you have your basic elementary foundational teachings in place and continue to strengthen and live out your life based on that, now you can be strong. Be strong in the Lord on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For what reason? Because, verse 12, our warfare, our struggle, our fight is not against flesh and blood. We can't see, but against the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So we find that those Christians who continue loiter around the entranceway of salvation, the faith, they are not yet strengthened, the elementary teachings, the foundational truths, they are not firm. You find, you see, that they somehow will not be able to put on, take upon themselves the full armor of God. So therefore, they are not strong. They need, for instance, you know, to be able to see, to see with their spiritual eyes. Okay, here is an enemy. Oh, all right, you know, here is a sickness. And uh, over here, the Lord is saying to us, the kingdom of the Lord is within us. You might or might not be able to see it. You see, when uh, we are 
wanting to be soldiers, to be effective ones in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus and fight and struggle against. It is not struggling against human opposition. It is struggling against spiritual forces. And this is the reason why. Many of us, we need to understand that in this world that we are living in, all of the social mores, all of the values, they continue, you see, to encroach upon us. And uh, there are spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And so that is the reason why that which is physical is not going to be serving the purpose of uh, the being soldiers and uh, being victorious soldiers in the kingdom of the Lord God on high. We look at this and we understand it is a spiritual struggle and we need spiritual authority and spiritual power. Verse 18 is very pivotal and it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And verse 18 is one of many scriptures that talks about the need to be praying continually or praying without ceasing. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions. For us, praying in the Spirit, we know what it is. And it talks about on all occasions, which means whether we are eating, whether we are working, uh, whether we are sick, <laughs> yeah, when, and he says that on all occasions, praying in the spirit. Here is uh, something that continues to urge us on, verses that continue to urge us on. The out of many, I just have two portions from Mark and from Luke. The portion in Mark says, be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And all of us have to say exactly that is the case. The portion of scripture in Luke says, be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the son of man. It talks about being alert and being watchful and uh, praying at all times, on all occasions, continually, actually, so that we will be prepared and alert enough not to be left behind. Even if we have to go through the tribulation, by God's grace, we will be able to stand without denying the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you might be aware of this, that those in the medical persuasion, they did uh, studies and they have found a wonderful uh, detail with regard to uh, people who pray in the spirit or who speak in tongues. So these are three very brief and uh, simple points that I picked up. It says that when a person engages in the heavenly language, one, the brain releases two chemical secretions that are directed into the immune systems, giving a 35 to 40% boost in the immune system. Number two, this secretion into the immune system promotes healing within the human body. And then this secretion is triggered from a part of the brain that has no other apparent activity in humans. It is only activated by spirit-led prayer and worship. 
For instance, we find many, many portions of the Bible. And one favorite portion of the Bible, one of my favorite portions in Romans 12 and verses 1 and 2, says every day live your lives in such a way that you become like a living sacrifice. That portion that applies especially to this is the renewing of the mind. And so when we have the power of the presence of the Lord within us, our thoughts would be that which is pleasing to the Lord. We would not continue to let negative thoughts, destructive thoughts dwell in our mind. And when we pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, there releases in our brain healing the presence of the Lord. And it is supernatural. It is miraculous. I like, you know, to say that when a person has a renewed mind and continuing to pray in the power of Holy Spirit, people, you see, with ongoing medical conditions, high blood pressure, yeah, diabetes, pain of the joints and Many things, for instance, as the uh, population ages, you know, we are talking about amnesia, dementia, and Parkinson's. We firmly believe that now as never before, we need to be praying in the power of Holy Spirit. And even if you are younger in age, I understand yeah, that uh, within these past two years of the COVID-19 situation, there has been a weariness in the spirit, in the soul uh, that flows into the human physical person. And there is a weariness, for instance. And uh, even as you, dearly beloved um, brothers and sisters in the Living Word Fellowship, as you continue on with your discipling focus this year, that as you make this part of the other facets of the discipling a journey that you are getting on, I know that the power of Holy Spirit in spiritual authority and miraculous power is going to be yours and you would be seeing your church transform. You will be preparing as a part of God's kingdom of soldiers to be prepared to host this end-time revival that is soon coming upon us. Let us pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And those of you, if you have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit uh, with the evidence of uh, speaking in tongues, would you raise your voices and uh, pray? Wonderful, wonderful Jesus, glorious God, wonderful Savior. Father, even as we come into your holy presence, new and fresh, into this your beloved church, O oh God, upon the uh, senior pastor, upon the leaders, upon the ministry workers, upon every single member, young and old, oh Heavenly Father, let there come upon each one a power 
joyful endowment of the presence of Holy Spirit this year, Father. For you are desirous that this should be the case. Father, I just command every single one from this your church before your living presence and let there be such a the presence of the glory of the Lord uh, with, uh, in their midst and every time they gather oh Lord and even uh, as they live their daily lives whether at home or in the workplace Lord let them be instruments where the light of Jesus will just shine through them and let Holy Spirit's uh, presence just flow, be poured out upon them. And this year, oh Father, let the prophetic gifts be further activated in their midst, oh Lord. And let there be dreams and visions. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Raise up, oh Father, workers, laborers into this end time harvest in their midst, O oh Lord. Raise amongst them, even from the youngest all the way to the oldest, O oh Lord. People of the Lord, soldiers who are strong in the spirit, soldiers who would dare to stand up and say, Jesus is my Lord and I would not be ashamed that I belong to Jesus and I am the Lord's soldier and I am the Lord's son, I am the Lord's daughter. So Father, every single Sunday that is going to be following throughout this year, let there be the glory of the presence of the Lord. And let revival come into the Living Word Fellowship Church. In Christ Jesus' name, we pray and we give thanks. And let us all agree and say, Amen. God bless you. And may the Lord richly bless each one of you. Thank you, Reverend Pang, for that message. And as we close this uh, message and this service, may we all, uh, may I request you to please stand as we close in prayer and receive this benediction. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today, for you have gathered us to be with you. Father, today I pray that you will be with your people. Bless them and be with them and meet them always at the point of their need. Father, today I pray for those who are sick, you will give them healing in the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, for those who are waiting for something, I know, Father, that you will give it to them. Meanwhile, Lord, allow them to trust you and put their faith in you. For those who are grieving, Lord, may your comfort and your peace be upon these people today, I pray. And for those people, Lord God, who are lost, Father, you will give them clarity and you will lead them into your paths. Father, today I pray, whatever it is in the hearts of your people, I pray that you will be with them. And Father, today as we close this worship service, and as we go on to our respective chores, to our respective homes, and to the activities we have for the day, Lord, may we seek you and glorify you. In all of our lives, Father, may we always seek your beauty, your glory, and your honor. 
Thank you today, Lord Jesus, for giving us this time to be together, to worship you, to listen to your word. Thank you, O Lord. All this we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Let us receive the benediction. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever, in the name of our triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the Lord's people will respond with Amen, Amen, and Amen. Thank you, our dear brothers and sisters, and for those of you who join on live, join us again next week and in person, and may you have the peace and the blessings of God.